This month, the Wall Street Journal broke the news that Carl Icahn, a billionaire investor, had sold most of his stock in a company called Herbalife. This move was newsworthy. Not because Herbalife is a hot stock. It's not. But because it ends a financial soap opera that's gripped Wall Street for almost a decade. And how would you describe this saga? (laughs) Kind of like Mean Girls meets Wall Street. I would say this is among the more wild, twisty, turvy sagas that we've really ever seen play out in Wall Street in terms of just pure spite involved. That's our colleague David Benoit. For years, Icon and another billionaire investor, Bill Ackman, battled over the fate of Herbalife, a semi-obscure company that makes nutritional shakes. They poured hundreds of millions of dollars into the fight, and they attacked each other publicly in shockingly personal terms. Carl Icahn, unfortunately, does not have a good reputation for being a handshake guy. Ackman is a liar. Yeah, you rule the day I ever met the guy. What do you think this whole story says? I think it says you better have some friends on Wall Street. Because if you have enemies, they do truly come after you. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, January 25th. Coming up on the show, the strange true story of two billionaires, a nutritional shake company, and one billion dollar short. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. There are two men at the center of this drama. Billionaire number one. It's my pleasure right now to introduce a guy who also doesn't really need an introduction. Carl Icahn. And billionaire number two. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome founder and CEO of Pershing Square Capital Management, Mr. Bill Ackman. So to start, they're two of the most famous investors on Wall Street two of the biggest. They both do a kind of investing we call activism, which means they buy stakes in a company and try to change its future, essentially. Carl Icahn has been doing this since the 1960s. He kind of came up through the old days where they did a lot of corporate raiding and he was famous for taking over TWA, the airline, and has just sort of survived throughout the years as being this guy who shows up at your company doorstep and... I think he wouldn't even object to this, kind of bullies you into doing what he wants to be done. And what about the other billionaire, Bill Ackman? So Bill Ackman is a younger version of Carl Icahn, I think is the best way to put it. He is a brash, very successful investor who has had huge wins and some big losses. At the time when this all started, he was near the top of the list of activist investors. What drives them? What are they like as personalities? What drives them both 
is an incredible desire to be the best investor, probably ever. They are uber competitive. And in case you missed it, no, they're not friends. They are not friends, as in they are enemies. Uh, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this, this goes back. It goes back to 2003. And like a lot of old beefs, this one's about money. Bill Ackman sold Carl Icahn a real estate investment. There was a dispute over the terms. Ackman said Icahn owed him money. Icahn said, nope. And they wound up in court fighting over who owed who a few million dollars. In the end, Ackman won that court fight, but Icahn sort of never forgave him. And as the years went on, they both sort of stewed over this quietly as they developed into the prominent activists of the day. They may have just gone on stewing quietly, except for that nutritional shake company, Herbalife. So Herbalife is, at this point in 2012, a relatively little-known, I think it's fair to say, nutritional company. My sister introduced me to Herbalife. I started drinking the protein shakes. She helped me plan out a more balanced diet. I've lost 44 pounds. Their most famous product is a protein shake. Have you ever had one? I have indeed. You spend so many years reporting on this, you're going to try the shake at some point. And? (laughs) It's a protein shake. It's fine. It does not taste whatever flavor they claim it tastes, but no protein shake does. More interesting and more controversial than the shakes is how Herbalife sells them. Herbalife is what's known as a multi-level marketing company. That means it doesn't sell its product in your grocery store or at a GNC or even online. You can't go to Herbalife.com and buy their shakes. The only way to buy an Herbalife shake is from a person, an Herbalife distributor. And anyone can sign up to be an Herbalife distributor. They buy shakes from the company at a discount and sell them to customers for a profit. But as a multi-level marketing company, there's another way Herbalife distributors can make money by signing up new people to be Herbalife distributors. And what that means is you could sign up 10 people and be collecting a commission on every shake they sell to someone else for several layers. This can happen. And Herbalife made all these videos and they'd host these big events and bring people in showing how this was a great American get-rich scheme. That all it took was signing up some people to sell some Herbalife shakes. That was the business model. But one day, one of those billionaires, the younger one, Bill Ackman, saw a report. There was this research report that was floating around Wall Street that suggested that Herbalife was a pyramid scheme. To some people on Wall Street, Herbalife's multi-level marketing model looked a lot like a pyramid. The people at the top of the pyramid, the original shake sellers, could make big money. But the people at the bottom didn't make much money at all, or even lost money. And that kind of pyramid can be illegal. Ackman took that research report and spent a bunch of time doing his own work, his firm looking into it and investigating it. And that is what led to him making that first announcement. Okay, so we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, So we're going to move pretty quickly. Um, So it's December 2012. Ackman rents out an auditorium, brings in the press, brings in other investors... It gets broadcast on CNBC, and he gets on stage and puts up a slide that says, who wants to be a millionaire? And then Bill Ackman made his big announcement. He had placed a massive bet against Herbalife. 
He was shorting the company to the tune of $1 billion. We are short the stock of Herbalife. Herbalife stock goes down, we make money. Herbalife stock goes up, we lose money. And just how big is a billion dollar short? That is a gigantic short. Probably among the biggest we've ever seen. Normally shorts are quietly made and people don't talk about them. You don't have to disclose a short position. Very rarely have we seen a billion dollars be put into an investment like this. And almost never have we seen someone come out publicly and say, I am short this company with a billion dollars. And his whole argument is that the government is going to come in and shut this company down. Uh, Our target price is zero because we think the business will fail. The investment Uh, is going to go to zero, he says. He calls it a sure thing. He says it will happen. How did Herbalife respond to all of this? They adamantly denied ever that they were a pyramid scheme. They said this is all untrue, all false information, or outdated, that there were no problems. And how did that go down with investors? The stock tumbled pretty sharply on this. Ackman made a compelling case, it seemed that day, that he would be right, that they are going to fail. But there was one person Ackman hadn't factored into his calculations. His old nemesis... Carl Icahn. We've got breaking news regarding Carl Icahn and a new stake in Herbalife. About a month after Bill Ackman makes his announcement, Carl Icahn starts investing in Herbalife. So at first it's just a small investment, but over the years he upped it and upped it and upped it again, and and he became their biggest investor by far with multiple seats on their board. Still, Carl Icahn now adding two members to the board of Herbalife and can own 25% of this company. I'm telling you, this is one of the great... Wall Street, ego, hedge fund, titan battles of all time. Yeah. Is that dramatic we, we enough? Cannot get any Icon was making the opposite bet from Ackman. He was backing Herbalife, buying up hundreds of millions of dollars of its stock. Why did Icon say he did it? So Icon's story has always been that the very piece of research that started Bill Ackman on his quest... Icon read it, he says, and thought, I think they're wrong. I think this is a good company. And that when Bill Ackman drove this price down, he said, this is a great chance to buy a good company. That's been Icon's story from the very beginning. I think a lot of people would say he did it as a chance to cost Bill Ackman money. So how does Carl Icon buying a bunch of Herbalife stock cost Ackman money? Because of the way short selling works, if the stock goes up, you lose money. Carl Icahn saw a chance that if he bought enough shares, he could personally drive the share price up and hurt Bill Ackman. The stage was set for an epic showdown. Ackman's loss was Icahn's gain, and vice versa. And very quickly, things got personal. They immediately start attacking each other. They insult each other in press releases, They go on television separately and insult each other. And then this moment happens. All right, welcome back to the Halftime Report live today from the New York Stock Exchange. We've been speaking with hedge fund investor Bill Ackman. So CNBC's lunchtime show taped on the floor of the Stock Exchange is doing an interview. Bill Ackman is speaking and Carl Icahn calls in to refute him. And what happens on that call? Financial television, like we've never seen before, (laughs) happens. These two billionaires start 
screaming at each other. This is not an honest guy, and this is not a guy who keeps his word, and this is a guy who takes, takes advantage of little people. That's what Let, let's Ackman is a liar, okay? To begin with... They insult each other. They talk about how they don't respect each other. There's a long segue about who asked who to be friends and who said, no, I'm not going to be your friend. And he literally said, you know, Bill, we can be friends now. And I simply said to him, I said, look, Carl, you are no friend of mine. I, I never said that I want to be friends with, with you, Bill. I okay. wouldn't be friends okay, with Carl. you. And okay. I wouldn't. You said okay. There are some curse words dropped. That's complete Let me remind you that we are on live television. Um, and you can hear the traders on the floor of the exchange. None of them are working. They're all just watching these two guys scream. Let me do this. I mean... And if you go back to the records, you can see that volume of stock trading actually plummets in the middle of this call. The investing world is suddenly captured by this bizarre, like, feud about a company that truly none of them care about. True. I mean, maybe Icon and Acme care about it at this point, but Herbalife is... It's a very ignored company on Wall Street, and suddenly... It's become this drama of epic proportions. You said okay, to me, you'd, you'd like to be friends so that we could invest together. Carl, I have no interest. Do you think I want to invest with you? Okay, let's, let's move on. I would invest with you let's, let's you were the last man on Earth. By the end of that year, 2013, Icon had poured hundreds of millions of dollars into the company and was winning the brawl. Herbalife stock was up. But there was one major way Ackman could still come out on top. By 2014, the federal government was investigating Herbalife. If it found the company was an illegal pyramid scheme, Herbalife might have to fold. Ackman, he didn't mean for it to go this way, but essentially what wound up happening was his whole bet rode on whether or not the government agreed with him or didn't agree with him. What the government determined and which billionaire came out on top that's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. Bill Ackman shorted Herbalife because he argued it wasn't a legitimate business. He called it a pyramid scheme, a claim the company strongly denied. But the federal government opened an investigation. And in 2016, the Federal Trade Commission announced its results. What was the government's verdict on Herbalife? So the government's verdict was that Herbalife had indeed broken the law. That they had a business model that did not allow people to make money. 
So it was a pyramid scheme. (laughs) They would not call it a pyramid scheme. In the day they announced the settlement, the FTC faced an awful lot of questions about why didn't you just call it a pyramid? Why wouldn't you call it a pyramid? And they wouldn't quite answer that question other than to say, we've reached a settlement with this company. Under its settlement with the FTC, Herbalife agreed to pay a $200 million fine. But it could keep operating as long as it made major changes to its business. Herbalife was given a chance to prove that it had real sales. It needed to change how it collected receipts. It needed to change its recruiting practices. It needed to change how it paid people and how people were paid within the, the legal pyramid. But that it was not just inherently a fraud. Herbalife CEO called the settlement, quote, an acknowledgement that our business model is sound. So what was Bill Ackman's reaction to the news? Um, <laughs> I think Bill Ackman's initial reaction to the news was probably apocalyptic. It was not good that the government was letting Herbalife continue to operate. Publicly, Ackman said the FTC's report backed up many of his claims, and he continued to make the case that Herbalife could crumble. He said that if the company made the changes the government wanted, it couldn't be profitable. But his predictions didn't pan out. The company does not crumble. The company manages to implement these changes. It manages to keep going in a way that a year and a half later, Bill Ackman is forced to say, listen, I can't do this investment anymore. I have to, I have to give up. Bill Ackman, the hedge fund giant, not having such a good day because he had announced that he is yielding in his battle and bailing on his $1 billion short. On CNN, he admitted it had been a bruising defeat. I don't know that I'm going to do another one of these. Uh, it could be my last. Because um, the rewards are probably not great enough to justify the time and the energy uh, that we've put into this. And also people always, they hate short sellers. And how much money did he lose in the end? So estimates are pretty hard to come by on this. Our estimate is he lost several hundred million of this. That it certainly was among his worst ever investments. So he lost the playground fight. Absolutely lost the playground fight. When Bill Ackman sold out, Carl Icahn told us that he had put up a great fight. And I'll read you this quote. I really enjoy a great fight, especially when I believe I'm 100% in the right. That's pretty uh, gracious. typical Carl Icahn, yes. Of course, Icahn got a lot more than the satisfaction of winning. He also made a lot of money. This month, it became clearer just how much. Icon disclosed he sold the majority of his stake in Herbalife. And we estimate he's made more than a billion dollars on it. And is that, like, a lot for him? It's spread over a lot of years. He's had bigger wins. But I think, particularly when you pair it with Bill Ackman's losses, I think it counts as a pretty massive win. So what's your takeaway from this saga, besides just mean girls and spitefulness? I think it's always going to stand for me as this example of Wall Street and investors can really can really mess with a company. Bill Ackman had a true belief about the fundamentals of this company. And Carl Icahn, at least in the end, had a true belief about the fundamentals of this company. But so much of what happened was not about Herbalife. It was fun to watch this from the outside. But I think there's also reason to stand and say like, Is this good for a stock to have this happen to it? And it's probably not. So do Bill Ackman and Carl Icahn still hate each other? 
They do not still hate each other, at least as far as they say. Uh, a few years ago, before this all ended, Scott Wapner, that CNBC host, had them both on stage at a conference for somewhat of a staged reconciliation where they both hugged it out. Paul? Hey, good. Wow. There's a surprise bro hug. So we decided to have a couple of shirts made up, one for each of you. Bill and Carl reunited. It was a little awkward. I think, I think it's a fair way to say it. It was a little awkward. I don't think they're going to pair up on any investments. Let's leave it at that. That's all for today, Monday, January 25th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.